that's when I was like, okay, I am fully tapping out. This is where I draw the line. You do you 110%, no judgment here. But for me personally, this just crosses my line of my values and my boundaries. And I just cannot continue to be this inauthentic. Welcome to Everything In Between, the health and wellness podcast that believes that health is so much more than just what we eat and how we move our bodies. It's everything in between. I'm Raquel Robello, a clinical nutritionist, the face behind Radical, and your host. Good morning. Happy Monday. I hope you've had the most beautiful start to your day, your new week, whether you're listening to this in live time today or in weeks and months and years to come by. Hello. I've had such a nice, quiet, peaceful start to my day today. I went to the gym. I had a dip in the sea. It was so cold and windy, but it was, you always just feel so much better after doing it. And then I had a one-on-one consult this morning with a client. And then now I'm sitting down for my favorite time of the week, which is to talk to you and record a podcast episode and just talk about what's on my mind. I'm not kidding. In so many ways, these episodes are genuinely the equivalent of my diary because I, of course, plan, you know, what topics I want to cover each month. But then when it comes to the actual recording of the episode, right, I like to journal in the week leading up to me actually sitting down and recording and coming on mic to you so that obviously, first of all, not only am I concise with, you know, what topics and, um, dot points I want to cover within the episode, but more so that I'm actually processing it with you in real time. And today's episode is no different. Last week, I sat in the shade by the pool and I thought, yep, this is what I'm going to talk about this week. This has been a topic of so much interest for whatever reason. And I think with all the festivities of Christmas and New Year's now finally over, I thought we would talk about my relationship with alcohol. If I drink is one question that I religiously get every single time I do a Q&A. And it's even been asked a few times as a topic request for the podcast as an episode. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode surrounding my relationship with alcohol. So before we get into whether I do or whether I don't drink alcohol, I thought it would be interesting to kind of backtrack and give you some background information so that you're up to speed and you kind of had the contextual information needed to understand why I have the stance that I have today because I truly think context is so important. And in this instance, it was... It was these very experiences that I'm going to share with you um, that have truly shaped my thoughts and my beliefs that I have around alcohol today, but even just in terms of self-worth and self-value and honoring my true authentic self. So I remember the conversation of drinking and alcohol starting at the ripe age of around 15. So I was in year nine and at this time I was at an all-girls school so parties on the weekends with boys and subsequent drinking became obviously a conversation however I've touched on this in previous episodes but I was a real goody two-shoes at school I was incredibly academically driven and I also just came from a really strict home so it was something that I always observed other people doing but it never once was something that I personally felt pressured or tempted to partake in It was just simply a conversation that I heard other people talking about 
And that was really kind of the extent of it. But once I turned 16, it was simultaneously the same time that I moved to another all-girls school. And so naturally you're a bit older, but also you're just trying to fit in and make new friends. And as a result, you conform. It's just what you do at that age. And if you've been to an all-girls school, you'll agree that you are either in or not. There's no in-between. And whilst I by no means considered myself to, quote, be in, in fact, I actually don't think I was in at all. I was actually left out a profound amount. I nonetheless conformed and tried all means to fit in and be included in to some degree. And so naturally drinking was of course part of that. And like I said, coming from such a strict household, I had such a fear of being caught. And so what this meant was I really only had a few sips of other people's drinks or, you know, shared one with someone else and you know, it wasn't drinking crazy spirits or anything like that. It was just sugary ciders and cruises and that sort of thing, right? It was genuinely innocent, if I can put it that way, but it nonetheless existed. It was there, okay? But despite the fact that, I, I don't know if innocent's the right word, but I think in the context of what other 16-year-olds get up to, it truly was innocent. Despite that, I think what, I think what, was so potent about that time was that it turned the page for me in terms of beginning to lose my sense of self. It started a chapter of me conforming and suppressing my true self, pushing against my values and in turn feeling incredibly sad, incredibly lost. I remember religiously every single time I drank alcohol, I would become so sad. Most parties, I'd end the night by crying or being upset, making a scene and genuinely just embarrassing myself. And I think it was in those moments that it was my soul telling me, you know, like, what are you doing, Raquel? This is not you. Why are you drinking to fit in or to be more social? And I think it's because I inherently knew this. I just wouldn't acknowledge it. And so I so desperately at this time wanted to be liked and wanted to fit in. And to be honest, I think it was the same for every other person in that room at that time. All my friends at that time were doing it for the same reasons I was. And I know that they would all say the same thing now. So anyway, up until the legal age of 18, it truly was very innocent. And I do really want to preface that. There were a few drinks here and there, like I said, but almost always the emphasis was that simply the fact that every time I drank, it would end in tears. And it was only when I turned 18, it was actually on my 18th birthday, that I think this took a true turn where I was forced to kind of look myself in the mirror and be like, what are you doing, girl? Um, So, you know, for context, by the time I was 18, I'd been going out nearly every single weekend with my friends for at least two years. Of course, with the exclusion of exams and that sort of thing, it meant every single weekend there was either a gathering or a party where alcohol was almost always included in that picture. And so on my 18th birthday, I had a massive gathering and we had drinks and food and all, you know, all of that. And we took a party bus to a club and whether it was the fact that, you know, when you're hosting, you're busy and you're running around making sure all is organized and okay, or perhaps it was because maybe I was nervous or maybe I was distracted and I didn't eat enough, or maybe it was just the simple fact that 
I was legal. So, you know, I could actually drink more than one or two standard drinks and not be scared that I was going to get caught or whatever. But that was genuinely the worst night, not the worst night, one of the worst nights of my life. And I'm not exaggerating. And no, nothing crazy again happened where I was rushed to hospital or, you know, nothing, nothing crazy by any measure of what other people get up to happened. But it was just the simple fact that I was so incredibly intoxicated um, that I have zero recollection from that night, but also that it was incredibly traumatizing and scary in that I remember being on the party bus and then the next minute I was being looked after by three of my friends at the time who were trying to calm me down because I was hysterical and it was just the simple fact that I had this insane outer body experience of feeling so far from who I was obviously internally but also physically with my senses and so that was the traumatizing part it wasn't that anything objectively speaking happened that was traumatizing it was more so just the fact of that there was this realization of I'm so far from who I truly am I'm being so deeply inauthentic and my friends of the time were incredible that night because I honestly don't know what would have happened to me um, if they weren't there Um, I remember one of them dropping me home and she texted my sister being like, Cass, Raquel is not in a good state. You need to take her upstairs, get her changed, put it into her bed. She's incredibly upset. Like, please, as if she was warning my sister, like, please don't get your mom and dad involved. Like they're going to get very worried. And honestly, just seeing my sister's face that night at the gate when I was dropped off was just heartbreaking for me because I felt like such a failure of an older sister in terms of, you know, what I should be embodying and what I should be teaching her. And this was the only time it's ever happened. And it was the only time she's ever seen me in that state, let alone any state close to that. And it was because I was just so deeply ashamed that I had let myself get to that point. And like I said, I think I can count on less than one hand how many times more this happened after my birthday. And you might be thinking, Raquel, it's genuinely not that big of a deal. Uh, But it really was to me. This, This was a night that I felt deeply ashamed about. And it was days and weeks post birthday that I felt just such a deep sense of sadness because it's not what I had envisioned my 18th birthday to be like but you know like I said it wasn't because I had messed up or I had made a mistake it wasn't shame around that it was shame that I was just so deeply inauthentic and so far from you know who I was and how ingenuine I was being to myself and so like I said I think this happened on less than one hand, the the occasions following this birthday. And again, to put it bluntly, every occasion, the disappointment in myself and the shame got louder and louder. And please don't think I mean shame or disappointment in terms of if you drink, it's disappointing or shameful. I just mean for myself at this specific time in my life, it's how I truly felt about myself and the whole notion of drinking and perhaps what I was trying to quieten at that time or not um, acknowledge at that time. Because you also have to remember that by the time this whole chapter unfolded and rolled around, 
this was not a new experience for myself and my for my friends you know the concept of going out and drinking and partying had already existed for at least two two and a half three years and so naturally as this happens for many people drinking became boring and so the natural progression went to cigarettes and then drugs and so on and you know for me when people started involving themselves in activities you know outside of drinking that's when I was like okay I am fully tapping out this is where I draw the line you do you 110% no judgment here but for me personally this just crosses my line of my values and my boundaries and I just cannot continue to be this inauthentic to who I know I truly am. And this also simultaneously happened with when I got sick with chronic fatigue. And so I think I was partially forced with not being able to get out of bed, but also internally not just wanting to partake in that anymore and be so disingenuine and inauthentic. And so if you have no idea what I'm talking about, You can go to episode one for more context. But I think the whole experience pushed me to really ask myself why I was drinking when I went out. And it was because I had such little self-esteem at that time. I felt I needed alcohol to fit in, to be accepted and ultimately to be liked. It quietened the very version of myself of who I truly am in in my true essence. And so at that point, I stopped drinking alcohol altogether. And again, for context, I was never a big drinker anyway. It was maybe five, six, at most seven standard drinks. That for me was a huge night. It was enough to end up intoxicated and in tears and so on and so I don't want you to think that I was some binge drinker or huge drinker it was never an issue of how much I drank or how often I drank because again it was maybe two times a week on the weekends with your friends and like I said five standard drinks I that wasn't the issue it was it was the fact of how it made me feel and how it was pushing me against who I truly was it was It was moving me away from who I was in my true essence. That was the issue for me. And that's why it was enough for me to stop drinking altogether. And that was almost seven seven years ago. And so the question of do I drink alcohol today? The short answer is no. But the long answer is that it depends because I answer no because I genuinely don't enjoy the taste of alcohol. And of course, as you've heard for the last 15 minutes, I don't particularly like how it makes me feel. But in saying that, I have no rule around it because like I said, I never had a drinking problem. It was just simply that I didn't enjoy it and it didn't align with me and I just didn't enjoy how I felt. But that doesn't mean that I'm X days sober and that I absolutely do not drink because of course, on a few occasions, I will. But the difference is between today and seven years ago is that if I do drink, it's not because I have to, it's not because I feel pressured to, it's not because I feel insecure and I'm trying to feel more comfortable in my own skin, nothing like that. On the rare few occasions where I have had maybe one, at most two drinks, it's almost always been unplanned. And it's because I've actually 
either physically enjoyed the taste of that particular drink or it's because I'm in really good company and I think, yeah, sure, okay, I'll have a glass of wine, whatever it may be. But there's no rule around it, if that makes sense. So, for example, a lot of people will perhaps say it doesn't make sense because, for example, I didn't drink on my 21st birthday, but then in that same year, I casually had a drink or two with some friends when I was down south and it was New Year's Eve and I liked the the taste of the champagne and I felt like it and so I did. So you get the gist. There is no rule around it and the same goes for you. I think it's highly individual and I also think without sounding a bit woo-woo, it's just totally dependent on your soul and how it makes you feel because anyone who knows me in real life knows that I am a highly sensitive soul. I'm incredibly intuitive with my mind, body and soul and So I still ultimately don't really drink at all because I feel my soul is better off without it. However, you're probably wondering if it is difficult or at a very minimum, if it was difficult in the beginning when I first stopped drinking altogether, because honestly, it was actually incredibly hard, not because of me personally, like I said, never had a problem, never really drank often anyway, never really liked the taste anyway. It was more so an issue of because it's so deeply ingrained in the drinking culture here in Australia, people would genuinely look at me as if something was wrong with me for going out and not wanting to have a drink. But if anything, I actually think that experience was crucial because it really helped me own myself, own my values, own my opinions, and ultimately own my actions unapologetically. Like, yeah, I'm not drinking and I'm not judging you for drinking. So don't judge me for not drinking, you know, but if you are interested about how to navigate a more sober, curious lifestyle, or you have the goal of drinking less in 2024, I pondered and reflected and thought of three top tips which I found incredibly productive and helpful, particularly when I was in a phase of my life where drinking and going out was just what 99% of my friends were doing. And so it was incredibly difficult to navigate. But these three tips, I think, were paramount in helping me own that decision. But also even now today as a 25-year-old, just owning that and being so unapologetic for it. So first of all, sounds super simple and a no-brainer but truly just avoiding heavy drinking events is key because instead of for example getting Friday night drinks with friends perhaps you can suggest getting dinner or you can go for a morning walk and swim and coffee just finding things to do with your friends or in a social setting other than strictly drinking as of course going to an event that is solely situated on drinking is going to be a little bit more difficult to navigate, particularly if you are new to a more sober, curious lifestyle, because naturally you're going to feel pretty left out. There's not much else to do other than drink. So just trying to find and build a social life outside of drinking specific events. Um, And it's not even to mention that's just a lot more wholesome to, you know, go for a walk and get coffee or go for dinner or, you know, just finding things other than drinking with your friends. Um, Second of all, and I actually think that this is incredibly paramount and not a lot of people talk about it, and that is just don't make it a big deal 
Okay, you don't even need to tell people um, if you don't want to. Simply just be. And if you want to grab a glass to simply just hold it and to fit in so that you don't have to answer questions, you can do that. If you also just politely want to decline a drink and simply say, oh, I'm not drinking tonight or, oh, I've already had a few, I've had enough or whatever it may be. I really just encourage you to not make a thing out of it. And that's not me saying lie about it or not be honest about it. Of course, if someone inquires, you can give them your spiel. But just in general, the average person doesn't actually care. And so you can protect your piece in that way where it's like, oh, I, I, I'm not drinking tonight or, oh, I've already had one or two. I'm okay for now. Thank you. Just not making a thing out of it because I found if I'm in a social setting where I'm like, oh, I don't drink. Of course, I can unapologetically and authentically answer why I do or don't. But it's just half the time I can't be bothered. Like I'm like, I know my truth. I've got no rule around it. So I'm okay. Thank you. Um, but yeah, in the beginning, particularly, I found I found this incredibly helpful because it just stopped all the questions and I could simply just be like, I'm not, I'm not having a drink tonight or I'm okay. Thank you. And you just leave it at that. And so not making a thing out of it also, also helps because I found that drinking as well is a very touchy subject where as soon as you say you don't drink or you're not drinking, all of a sudden the other person potentially feels like you have, you know, cast a judgment on them or I don't know, it it just makes it, it just makes it icky. And so I just try to avoid that where I'm like, just don't make a thing out of it. Okay. And my third tip and this particularly at this time in my life when I first stopped really drinking was paramount. But even now, I'm so glad I put the groundwork in for. And that is to align and surround yourself with sober curious or a very minimum health conscious friends who share similar values and views with you because it is incredibly difficult to maintain a social life if your friends are solely interested in just going out and getting drunk. I really do encourage you to find a circle of friends who either on one hand support you on your journey and love your company and love you being with them whether you drink or not. So you can have friends who like going out and love drinking but The preface here is that they need to support and respect your decisions regardless of whether you drink or not. If they respect and support you, then there's no problem. If they don't, that's when it is a problem. And then the other side of the coin is just finding friends who aren't really big drinkers either. And so like I said in step or tip number one, I should say, you engage in activities outside of drinking culture where you can hang out. And you can build a social life outside of alcohol. And I'm incredibly lucky because I'd say almost all of my friends, if not all of my friends now, hold the exact same relationship as I do with alcohol where they either don't drink at all or they're like me where there's no rule around it. We don't really drink. Perhaps on the odd occasion we'll have a glass of wine or a glass of champagne, but really in the same breath, there's no rule around it, but we're really not big drinkers. And it's not a big deal either because they respect my decisions and I respect their decisions. There's no disparity or pressure or anything like that. It's just equal love and respect. And so I would say that if you are 
sober curious or you're wanting to drink less alcohol in 2024, if that's what you choose, if that's what you're wanting, again, there's no judgment here. This is incredibly individualized. I just know for myself personally that I, mind, body, soul, feel so much more aligned and integrated and just ultimately more at peace when I don't have a lifestyle that is heavily situated around alcohol, if at all. And so that's what works for me. I encourage you to really think and reflect what your relationship looks like with alcohol and why it is that you drink. Because if you have a drink or two with friends on the weekend because it's your balance and you enjoy it and, you know, it's in a healthy check, then there's also absolutely nothing wrong with that. I would classify it as a soul food in that instance, but it's really about the intent behind it. Why are you drinking that? I really do encourage you to reflect upon this week. And if you resonated with this episode or you found it helpful, please let me know, send me a message. Nothing makes me happier than us going back and forth every Monday and the days following during the week about the episode. But for now, for content on every single other day of the week, you can, of course, find me on both TikTok and Instagram at Radical. But for now, don't forget to embrace everything in between. And I'll be back in your ears for episode 20 next Monday.